Hey, good afternoon out there to those of you joining us here live on PowerMizzou.com's Tuesday Tiger Recruiting Show. We do this every week. I'm Gabe DeArmond. On the other side of your screen is Sean Williams. This week we changed it up a little bit. Our names appear on the screen just in case you got confused which one of us was which. Um, you can figure it out now. So, uh, Sean, what's up, man? How you doing? Not much, man. Uh, doing good. Doing good. Just keeping up with all the, the juicy intel over here at paramazoo.com. There you go. We'll, we'll get to that <laughs> um, in, in just a minute. But uh, look, we can only give you all that intel thanks to uh, the people that help us pay bills, right? So we're going to pay a couple bills. And uh, our shows this year are brought to you by James Carlton State Farm in St. Louis, Missouri. He's actually lo located in Webster, just kind of right around the corner from Llewellyn's, where the St. Louis Tiger Club has their meetings so you could uh go to a tiger club meeting swing around and see james carlton get a little bit of uh, insurance intel and james just wants a chance he and his team of eight and that's a pretty big team for for a local agency they just want a chance to earn your business if look every few months every few years you should shop your insurance make sure you're getting the best deal that you can and james is going to do his best to provide that for you they can give you service in both missouri and illinois when you call in hey guess what having spent some time trying to call in and do some things this is a big deal you're going to get a live person on the phone and they can take care of whatever you are calling about no prompts no hold times no voicemails uh you know you actually get a person on the phone and they're going to take care of you james and his team excellent customer service. His information is going to be running across the bottom of the screen throughout this show. So we thank him and he's doing one other thing for you guys. All you got to do is get a quote from him. You don't have to take advantage of it. You don't have to use it, although there's a pretty good chance you're going to, but just call him, hit him up online, whatever, get a quote from him. And for every quote that he gives out that the caller or the emailer mentions uh, hearing about him on this show. He is going to donate $20 to Advancing Missouri Athletes, Mizzou's NIL Collective. He's a big Mizzou fan, big supporter, supporter of PowerMizzou.com. So for every person who calls him and says, hey, heard about you on Power Mizzou, want to check out the rates, you get a quote from him, 20 bucks goes straight to uh, Mizzou's NIL Collective. Or maybe he'll just send you $20 in Luther Burden potato chips. I don't know. I, <laughs> I made that part up. Don't ask. Don't call James and ask for potato chips. But uh, anyway, uh, so we will get to the show and do want to invite you guys, just as Jim Bob has, to uh, put up your comments, your questions over in the comment queue. We will throw them on the screen throughout the show, but we always kind of start out with at least a couple things we plan to talk about during the show. And uh, Sean was, was on the road on Friday night at, I believe, at St. Louis University High. Is that right, Sean? Is that where that game was on Friday? That is correct, yes. Yeah. So SLU taking on St. Mary's and um, Jamal Roberts, Missouri commit, who did all right to, to begin the season, Sean, uh, seemed to uh, seemed to enjoy playing the junior Billikens defense. Yeah, 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 he definitely did. Uh, and, and saying he did all right is, is very modest of you, Gabe, because he ran for 200. I, I am known for my modesty, by the way. <laughs> very, uh, yeah, very impressive uh, uh, performance by Jamal Roberts. I mean, he ran for 232 yards on just 13 carries, two touchdowns, uh, broke off a 58-yard run for a score. Uh, he also had like a 43-yard gain, and then he, uh, I, think at the, I think it was the next play, he scored from like 16 yards out, so... Uh, broke off some really big runs. 
Uh, really impressed with him, just even in the uh, warm-ups. You know, he's a really big, stocky uh, running back. You know, I think he's listed around 200 pounds, and he's hard to bring down. And uh, I think there was only one rush uh, the whole night where he went for negative yards, and it was just like a negative one-yard play. So he's tough to bring down. It takes multiple people to bring him down. Uh, and he's not afraid to get physical. He's a physical runner. He showed that. And, you know, when he's not got the ball in his hands, he's blocking too. I mean, he threw a couple really good blocks for his teammates uh, that were running the ball as well. So uh, really impressive performance from him. The other thing I really liked about him, uh, just a really good personality, sideline demeanor, things like that, just really encouraging his teammates. And you can tell he's a really just good overall team player, team motivator as well. So uh, really good performance by them. And, of course, St. Mary's kind of had their way with SLU. Uh, they ended up winning that game 42-10. to 10, So. So, so give me a comp, like, who's he run like? Uh, and I don't care. Like, I'm not saying, hey, the kid's the next Adrian Peterson. But but give me an idea, you know, a, a guy that, that you would watch and say style similar. Oh, man, I'm always bad at these because, you know, uh, I don't want to, like, compare him to, like, an NFL guy or something like that. Or, But, yeah, I mean, maybe Larry Roundtree would be a good one. You know, faster than that, you think, or, or uh, no? you know, I'd say I'd say a little bit faster than that, yeah, uh, you know, and that's just uh, just me throwing out a, a random comparison there, but yeah, I mean, I really like the way he runs. You know, he's, um, you know, once he gets into space, you know, he he can he can he can hit another gear. You know, the thing is, you know, he just runs with a lot of power too. You know, you you, you know, he's gonna get even. If he gets like you know uh, contact at the line of scrimmage, he's going to gain two or three yards just because he's hard to tackle, you know. So uh, that's the thing that was really impressive with me is he's very, very much a north south runner, you know. But he also ran you know east west too. There was a lot of uh, a lot of plays where he did you know run vertical or you know and east west. But he also another thing he did really well, and, and it's a thing that Missouri really likes out of their running backs is he did catch the ball. I mean he had like three or four catches for. Probably around 40 yards. One of those catches, I think, went for around 25 yards. So um, he definitely, you know, flexed a little bit of flexibility there uh, just in terms of his uh, ability to catch the ball out of the backfield as well. That score honestly caught me a little off guard. Maybe it shouldn't have. uh, What I found in these kind of private high schools in St. Louis, it it runs in cycles. Um, Ten years ago, DeSmet was like the best program in St. Louis or maybe in the state. And then by the time my son got to high school, DeSmet just, they couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, SLU is really good at times. CBC is really good at times. But it never seems that more than one of them is good at the same time. They just kind of rotate. So it seems like maybe SLU's on on a little bit of a, a downturn right now. But they have some guys um, on the SLU roster. I mean, obviously, Ryan Wingo's the headliner. I think our rankings that came out today have him number seven player in the country, which mm-hmm. – We'll see if, if he ends up that high, but certainly a, a, a kid that is going to have a lot of options and that already does. But uh, what else does, does SLU have? What else did you see in that game besides uh, besides Roberts and Wingo, which everybody already kind of knows about? Yeah, um, just in terms of uh, the SLU side of the ball, I mean, they've got Landon Pace. Um, that's Orlando Pace's son. He's a 2025 kid. Yeah, he- nothing to live up to there. <laughs> right. You know. Plays tight end, plays uh, D line or defensive end for SLU right now. Uh, he camped in Missouri this summer, got an offer. He's also got an Ohio State offer. He camped there and got an it offer. It feels like summer. that one will be kind of tough to beat if it ends uh, up being committable. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, I mean, he he flashed a little bit, caught a couple of passes, uh, made a cu- made a couple of tackles. I know they've got a uh, 
They've got a, a young freshman. I know uh, talking to their coaches, they were really raving about him, uh, Keenan Harris. Um, he is a true – I mean, I say true freshman. I got I got roasted by saying true freshman just because I'm used right. to talking about college kids. Uh, but, yeah, he's a freshman, and he's – yeah, I mean, he's like six foot one, almost, you know, like 185. So he's got the body. He's got the build. Uh, he, he had a couple of catches. So uh, coaches are really raving about him. They'll say he'll be a power five guy for sure. Uh, I think the Iowa commit to Zach Ortworth, I don't think he played in that game, so I didn't get to see much out of him. But uh, kind of flipping over to the other side of the ball in St. Mary's, was really impressed with Kansas State uh, defensive back commit uh, Donovan McIntosh. Uh, tall kid, uh, really physical cornerback. Um, you know, Wingo matched up with him and had had some issues. I mean, that you know, uh, you know, Wingo kind of you know lined up on both sides of the ball. You know, so you know, in this matchup with McIntosh, McIntosh really got the best of him and might have thrown the ball towards his way about three or four times when he was matched up with McIntosh. But uh, really, he you know he presses at the line of scrimmage. Uh, you know, kind of took Wingo off his game in terms of just you know route running and things like that. There was a couple of jump balls that. Uh, you know, they both kind of went up and got, but, you know, uh, you know, uh, McIntosh did a good job of defending both of those and, and not giving up a, uh, a reception. So uh, really impressed with McIntosh. I think K-State's got a really good one. Kind of curious to see if any other schools get involved with him as well. And, uh, you know, St. Mary's does have Chase Hendricks. Uh, um, you know, we've talked about him a lot. Uh, kind of curious to see where his recruiting process go, but I was, I was really uh, kind of impressed with his quickness and speed. I mean, I think he uh, – Scored the first touchdown, um, you know, and he's he's really good. Just kind of like uh, they use him in a variety of different ways, you know, just uh, handing him handing the ball out of the backfield. Uh, you know, obviously he lines up a wide receiver. He obviously uh, kickoff, punt return too. He had a really good kickoff return as well. So uh, really good, really good looking kid just in terms of speed and everything like that. I don't know if a lot of Power 5 uh, programs are on him. He did mention like kind of Wyoming, Arkansas State, but, wouldn't be surprised if other schools kind of get in on him uh, throughout the fall if he keeps putting up pretty big numbers. Yeah. Um, I don't know your schedule by heart, but you're not on the road this weekend. Is that right? That is correct. I think the uh, – ne- Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, Missouri-wise, I think it would be uh, that'll be on the 23rd whenever uh, whenever Francis Howe and Troy meet up. So you got Brett Norfleet, uh, the tight end commit, uh, versus Ja'Kai Lang, the defensive end defensive end commit from Missouri. So I'll be at that game and that's on September 23rd. Okay. There you go. So uh, the other news that we are expecting at some point today, Miami defensive back Marcus Clark, it has been reported in various places. He is in the student database. I have uh, spoken to a source that said he is enrolled in classes at Missouri. He is going to make his announcement official at some point today. Um, He told me about an hour and a half ago in the next hour or two. So uh, we'll see. But um, look, we don't like to spoil kids announcements, but he's on campus at Missouri. He's enrolled at Missouri. He's working on paperwork at Missouri and he's announcing a decision today. You guys can kind of figure that out um, where where we think he's probably uh, going to end up. He's going to to Kansas. (laughs) Right. It, it, It would be a hell of a move to sign a scholarship paper for Kansas while you're on Mizzou's campus, wouldn't it? I mean, that, that'd be, that'd be, well, I mean, I'd, I'd respect it. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you come in your car with your bags packed and uh, you have options, man, you know, you just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, but, uh, but and so we're waiting on that news. Um, and, and look, there's a few things we don't know here. 
I mean, Missouri or Clark, I think will apply for a waiver um, so that he can play this year. Now, will they get it? I mean, I don't know, Sean, are you in the business of predicting what the NCAA is going to do? No, I mean, you, you made the comparison last year with Charles Hicks. You know, it took a little bit to for that to kind of go through. So it, it could be another situation like that where, uh, yeah, it may take a minute. He may be eligible by, you know, the third game or fourth game or <laughs> the seventh game. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, so it could be like a mid-year thing. Also, like the chances that he's just going to show up and play, like he's not playing Saturday. You know, right. I mean, right. all these guys that are on campus, even the youngest guy, the, the the newest guys have been on campus for a full month or actually probably for close to three months at this point. They've been learning the system. They've been lifting weights. They've been doing all these things. I, The chances that this kid is a factor on defense this year, I would if he is hell of a pickup by Missouri, because that means he's a really good player. Yeah, it kind of goes back to what we said last week, and I think right before we had this this uh, show last week, I mean, I think his name was kind of linked to Missouri, and we talked about it then. But, yeah, I, I kind of see it as a situation where, okay, maybe he does get eligible. Maybe it's three or four games in the season. Maybe, you know, it's probably a situation where, hey, okay, he's acclimated enough. Maybe we'll throw him in the last four games for some snaps. And he has a redshirt year available. Yeah, and preserve the red shirt and red shirt him this year and get him ready for next year. So, you know, uh, I can see that being it's, a possibility. Yeah, you're not going to throw a guy in the fire if you just got to campus. I mean, <laughs> he's got It's gonna... really interesting to me, though, that I, I mean, because look, Blake Baker was the DC at Miami this right. kid's freshman year. So he, he knows him. So obviously he thinks he can play. But the interesting part to me is quarterback is not a place where Missouri is like old, right? I mean, Chris Abrams drain, I guess it, it theoretically could leave after this year, but like Ennis Rakestraw is still technically a red shirt freshman. DJ Jackson mm -hmm. is either a red shirt freshman or a true sophomore. Uh, LJ Hewitt is on campus and he's young. Uh, Drayden Norwood, the transfer from Texas A&M is still a freshman. I mean, these are young players and it's just, I look, I'm not saying it's it's good, bad, or indifferent, but it is interesting to me that they're bringing in another corner when really all of the corners they have left have three years of eligibility or more, pretty much, and and I think may fulfill those years except for Chris Abram Strain. Yeah, I mean, it is interesting, head-scratching, however you want to kind of say it, but, you know, just in terms of, you know, an exact need or an immediate need, there's not really one. On the, not you know, from the outside. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, and like you said, not from the outside, but maybe the coaches see something different. But you know, I, I still kind of, I still kind of lean on the on the fact that they will stash him away. But even though, even, even in that aspect, you know, next year you got all those guys probably coming back, right. with the exception of maybe Abrams Dream. But still, I uh, you and, know, and it it raises the question to me. Okay, what does that mean about maybe where Davion Sistrunk is? Mm -hmm. Are we already writing off some of these guys that have been signed in the last year or two? And again, maybe not. It's just not knowing the exact situation, being on the outside. That it, Look, we've talked for months now. This is the year that I think the transfers need to be reduced a little bit. You're not still taking 10 of them, right? So, And if you are, then what does that mean about the these classes you've signed and, and where your evaluations of them are and what you've already decided? So I, I just think it's a really interesting situation. I was 
I mean, I'm in the same place I was when I heard last week his name for the first time, and I just thought, look, it's it's not my place to judge, but I find it interesting. Yeah, I mean, it always is whenever you add a transfer. This, I mean, right when the season's going to start. I mean, pretty much Thursday, you know. So, um, but yeah, I kind of agree. This this year, especially after this year, it'd be interesting to kind of track how many transfers they go after. You know what right. that or, number is? Maybe. Like maybe one of these corners becomes a safety. You know, there, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that could make it three months from now. We could go, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. I get why they did that, <laughs> right? I mean, who knows? Exactly. maybe two of these guys have already walked into Eli's office since they saw a depth chart and said, I'm out. You know, I mean, anything's possible in this day and age. Very possible. And, you know, I think last week we kind of talked about, like, you know, the stages of people transferring or hitting the transfer portal. This is kind of like – maybe the lower tier time, but you know, you will see guys that, you know, when depth charts come out or after two or three games and they realize that they're not going to see the field a whole lot, that they'll, they'll hit the portal and they'll, they'll try to find another home. So. No question. No question. Uh, speaking of uh, homes, you have to insure your home, Sean. I've heard that. If you, that's, that's the thing that they tell me I pay for it every month. So I guess we have to do it. Um, if you're looking, whether it's home insurance, car insurance, wh- whatever kind of insurance you need, your guy, if you're in Missouri or in Illinois, is going to be James Carlton with James Carlton State Farm. And again, he is based in St. Louis. You don't have to be in St. Louis, anywhere in Missouri, anywhere in Illinois. The information running across the bottom there, carltoninsurance.net. You can call him at 314-961-4800. He is on Facebook at facebook.com, Carlton Insurance for the um, older members of our audience. I I did not get, for the younger members of our audience, I did not get James's TikTok information. I do not know if James Carlton State Farm has a TikTok account, but um, you can check that out. But uh, James is, is kind enough to be a partner of ours this season on this show, which will air every Tuesday. And then the uh, PM live show I'm doing on Wednesdays with Gerard Carl, uh, Gerard Hamilton, not Carlton. It's James Carlton, <laughs> Gerard Hamilton. Um, but um, James wants to take care of your insurance needs. Great customer service team of eight. They've been there for a long time working together and uh, they can, can take care of anything you need. As mentioned, big Mizzou fans, uh, big supporters of us, of also of, of Tim McKernan and some of the things they do in St. Louis. Uh, so certainly products that you guys like james is is taking care of them and he's also going to if you just call him get a quote whether you take advantage of it or not he's going to donate twenty dollars to missouri's nil collective uh twenty dollars you know you say well twenty dollars what's twenty dollars well hey enough of you guys call that starts to add up right uh because right. 20 times two is more than 20 and then 20 times three is even more than that i was a math minor at the university of missouri back in 1998 which by the way that's made up but uh i do know that 20 times three is more than just 20 so anyway uh do get in touch with james carlton again his uh information is going to scroll across the bottom of the screen for as long as we are here and that is however long it takes us to kind of go through some of your all's questions and and we will uh, hop on those now. Cam Cameron wants to know, with Jaden Doss being committed to a school that's almost certainly going to be firing its coach at some point, if he were to hypothetically reopen his recruitment, would he be a take at Mizzou? I, I will say this. My understanding of this situation is part of the reason he is committed to that school that is very likely to fire his coach is because at the time he was not a take at Missouri. Now, Obviously, things change. I I don't know wide receiver class off the top of my head, how many they've got, how many more they might take. Um, 
But, you know, if regardless of Nebraska's situation, hey, Sean just went away. I don't know where Sean is. Hopefully we will get Sean back. There he is. Um, Random toe free call from some. Okay, disappeared on this for a couple <laughs> seconds. But uh, but you know anything could happen, and in December, Jaden Doss could be a take for Missouri based on how wide receiver recruiting uh, pans out. I don't think it's a huge need in this class, but you know you're always going to take one or two. Yeah, not at the moment. I mean, they've got two. I mean, they got Joshua Manning and uh, Marquise uh, Johnson. So uh, they don't seem to be like they don't seem to be in a rush to grab another one. But yeah, I mean, if that situation happens, uh, you know, further down the road, look, <laughs> a lot of things can change, and a lot of wants and needs can change between now and December. You know, so you right. know, if there, there's a situation where you know Scott Frost is at the door, and you know, uh, Missouri is kind of re re-looking or re-evaluating their recruiting class and what they need and he's available maybe they'll take him you know so uh, time will tell with that you know and i don't have Dawson's measurements right in front of me i do know that he is not the fastest guy i do know that missouri's roster at tight end makes me think they could use some talent there is he a guy that's big enough that that would be a possibility or is he not really big enough for that yeah uh, he's not gonna be tall enough Doss. okay yeah okay all right, so scratch that. Just uh, we just throw <laughs> things out here, guys. I I just I just talk, and Sean says, "Dude, would you pay a little more attention to recruiting? You know, uh, if, if you want <laughs> if you want to have a show about it." That's kind of why I'm here, right? I mean, I'm exactly. here to kind of put you in your place, you know. So <laughs> there you go. Okay, I, I write the checks. Sean tells me when I'm stupid. That's how this works. Uh, Bryce wants to know: Are you more or less optimistic going into the season? I think this is like a team question, and I don't mean to dodge it. I mean, uh, but this we try to keep this kind of focused on recruiting and and keep it on track. I mean, uh, you know, I did I did a prediction. I picked them seven and five. I'm not sure. I really believe that if we're being honest but i can't remember what i picked them last year um i I just am i don't know we'll we'll see uh there are reasons to be a little more optimistic as far as recruiting um i think we talked last week sean like i i can't really see a scenario where this reaches you know that this class reaches that top 15 or 20 level that the last two have been at doesn't mean yeah. it won't be good. Doesn't mean they can't supplement it with transfers. I just, I just don't see a path to them having a top 20 class this year. Yeah. Yeah. Consider where it's at right now, just, and you know, and how many commitments they have and just kind of whether I think they're like, you know, mid sixties right now. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's not going to be as good as the last two, but uh, you know, it'd be kind of just interesting to see, you know, like I said, how many transfers are going to take, you know, and, and combine that with how many high school players they plan to take as well. So, and we should, by the time this class signs, have the ability to integrate those transfers into, I think, the class rankings and and things like that. Um, you know, so I know that's that's something people have asked for. Uh, Case wants to know: Do you think Jamal Roberts could get to four stars? I mean, I I, I don't know. Um, Sean, you saw him. You know, is that you think that's a possibility or? Yeah. I mean, I think it would be. Uh, I think it would be tough. Now, I think he could go up. I think he's like a five six right now, off the top of my head. I'd have to look at that, but I think he could maybe go up to a high three star. Uh, I think if he was a four star kid, he would probably have to put up some, you know, pretty astronomical numbers. Uh, which, I mean, you know, not saying that's not a possibility, but uh, you know, it's really just going to depend on the competition in his film as well. But uh, I can see him moving up to a high three star ty- caliber type of kid. So. Yeah, which will obviously make him a much better player if that happens. Oh yeah, definitely, that man. That's yeah, yeah. I mean, instantly, it's it's almost like Super Mario Brothers. You know, you just grab, 
grab that star and man, <laughs> you're a phenomenal athlete. <laughs> there you go. I, I like that comp. I've never heard that before. Uh, Case says over under 29 and a half for this class over being worse under being better. I assume that means class ranking. Yeah. I, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't think they get into the twenties right now. I just don't know how many four stars are out there. And I don't know how many guys they're going to take. Yeah, know? I mean, I, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, uh, you know, maybe mid-30s. That's yeah. just kind of my guess. And, hey, man, I, you know, like, I don't know where this – you know, we've got Logan Riker coming up, you know, and, and right. we expect him to commit to Missouri. You know, and a, after that, I mean, who knows? I mean, I know Marvin Burks is – you know, we don't know a lot about him, but he visited, so he's a four-star kid. Um what you know, we know about him is he has a phone that he cannot <laughs> does not respond to. I know that we have not talked to him since his visit. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to uh, hire some muscle to get some quotes out of him. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Actually, yes, I definitely I'll probably just maybe just have to go to Cardinal Render's practice or something sometime if if it gets a little serious. So we'll, we'll see. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, I'm 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 taking maybe thirties. I don't. Yeah, I'm like you, Gabe. I don't know if they'll. I don't know if they'll get in the twenties. Unless kind of a man at arms is saying he might have missed it when will transfers be included in the rankings? I anticipate it being in this class uh, by December. And I, I mean, I know we've got some stuff coming. I, I think that's going to include transfers being figured into the rankings. So that certainly could impact it. It will be a part of it. I, again, let's remember like everybody has the transfer portal, right? There, there's this thought out there. Well, hey, no big deal. We're ranked 35th, but we get to go get a bunch of trans. Well, everybody gets to go, go get a bunch of transfers. I mean, you know, Missouri took 10 of them last year and, and I think did a pretty good job. And there was a list out that made a bunch of Missouri fans mad this week that they didn't have any of the top hundred transfers. And I can't necessarily say that's wrong. I mean, maybe they do, maybe they don't. But my point is the transfer portal is kind of an, it's going, the teams that are going to be ranked above Missouri in recruiting, it's going to help them too. And it's probably, frankly, going to help them more. And I don't think the transfer portal changes rankings a whole lot because I think the best teams are going to get the best transfers. The middle teams are going to get the middle transfers and the bad teams are going to get the lesser transfers. Yeah, it's about how it works in recruiting, too. So <laughs> I, I have explained it. Yeah. Um, OK, uh Steven wants to know regarding Clark, Mizzou is making blue blood type moves to make it work, but the view on the board is it's a bad thing. Why? Um, again, it, it, everything is bad on the internet. You can always find people that are upset. Um, I think saying this is bad is overstated, but I also think like you do have to take into account the effect on the lock. You can't just say just compile talent and bring them in whenever and throw them in. I mean, Again, if I am a young cornerback on this team, I'm looking and saying, what's up? And now, you, look, you got to compete for your spot. The coach is always trying to recruit. I get it. I'm not saying it's a negative, but it is just something you have to consider. That's, uh, that, you know, and and again, I, I don't know. Eli Drinkwitz makes $4 million. I assume he's considered it, you know, but, uh, but it, it, I don't think you can just say, well, just go get as many players as possible. And Hey, if you got to boot guys out, boot guys out. I mean, that eventually does have an effect. Yeah. I mean, Derek, which does make $4 million a year. So he doesn't care about our opinions, but we're going to give it anyway. Right. <laughs> right. But yeah, right. you mentioned it. And that's probably the biggest thing I, I kind of think about whenever you bring a guy in, you know, this late in the process, when your season's about to start, 
just the locker room aspect of it all, um, you know, how that kind of affects players, especially cornerbacks. And then, you know, look, we're, you know, look, people are talking about it on the board and, you know, we kind of talked about it, but, you know, you got to do some scholarship rearranging and that's going to, that's going to make some people mad, you know, because you're going to take them off scholarship. So how does that affect the locker room too? You know, you're, it's like you said, you know, you're trying to stockpile talent, but then you got to make some sacrifices along the way and that rubs people the wrong way. Um, you know, how much does that affect your locker room? So. And you do, you have to think about it more now than ever, because literally any, any of these guys can leave anytime they want. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's never been true before about a year and a half ago. So it just, it's another factor in what coaches have to look at that maybe wasn't there before. Um, do we have any leads in the 24 class? I, I mean, yeah, look, they've offered a lot of guys. I, I, I don't know, Sean, maybe you've spent a bunch of time breaking down kids who are 16 months from signing and where they're leaning <laughs> and stuff. I haven't, I, I can't care yet. Um, to be honest, I mean, uh, yeah. we have seven Missouri guys in the top 250. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe the 23 and 24 classes are that good. It seems high to me. Yeah, I mentioned uh, actually mentioned this maybe a couple of chambers ago, just in terms of going through, uh, you know, like twenty four guys, and um, just kind of who their top targets are. It's mostly a lot of the in state guys right now. I mean, because I, you know, those are the guys that have visited the most. You know, so like you got you know Melvin Laster and, and players like that. You know, and Andrew Sprague, uh, Aeneas Williams. Uh, just kind of name name a few off the top of my head, just because they visited so many times. You know, so it's kind of. In-state guys are really easy, you know, guys from the St. Louis area, um, you know, those are kind of where you're at right now until until some of these out-of-state guys come in for a couple of visits or something like that and show that they're really interested. We just really don't know about any of those out-of-state guys in the 24 class at the moment. Yeah, uh, Steven's got another question. What should a normal number of kids coming in via transfer look like? I think going forward, I think if you're in that five to six range, that's yeah. probably good. You're plugging holes, right? Um, maybe a kid – didn't make it to campus. Maybe a kid just hasn't panned out the way you thought. Maybe somebody goes pro, but you're using it to plug holes. Not, you're not taking 10 or 12, you're taking five or six. Um, and I think that would be a good sign that your program's going pretty well. You've done a good job evaluating the guys on you have on campus and you feel good about where you're at. And I, I think everybody's got to keep a few spots open, but, but I don't think you can build a good program at a place like Missouri taking 10 every, I understand why he did it the first two years. I just don't think it continues that way. Yeah, I agree with you. You need, you need to be in a place where you're just plugging some holes. You're adding some depth. You know, you see a lot of programs out there doing that at like five, six, seven guys, maybe tops, you know, and, and there's, they're kind of a combination between starters and backup guys, you know, they're, you know, they're going to get snaps in the backup role, but in a role that's kind of rotational, you know, not like a quarterback or anything like that. But uh, so, yeah, it, it needs to be kind of like, you know, that's why I said, you know, like, and you said this too, you know, after this season, it's going to be kind of interesting to see if that's kind of the route Missouri goes, if they're going to take five or six transfers, if they take more than that, then what does that say about the recruiting processes you have been doing so far? So. Yeah, so um, I think we've covered that. Next time we do this, we'll be just a couple days shy of uh, Logan Reichert's decision, which I checked in with him. I think it was this morning. He does not have a time or a location set for it. All we know is Thursday, September 8th. I, like, I could literally see Logan being a kid that's just like, yeah, I'm just going to tweet this. Like, we're not going to do this thing. Would you, you rather know? him tweet it or have a ceremony? I, I, I mean, look, I've got to go to Manhattan on Friday anyway. So we're going okay. that direction. If he wants to have a ceremony, we will go to it. Um, if he yeah. does not want to have a ceremony. 
we won't go. Um, you know, I, I've got no desire to show up at Raytown High School and him not be there. There you go. That's, yeah, that would kind of make no sense at all, really. Unless you, you know, I could, but, I could just go do a, a live shot at Raytown High School and <laughs> make sure me. you make sure you have a dump truck though. Make sure you're driving a dump truck. Yeah. There you go. So, uh, so, all right, um, guys, appreciate all the questions and and do want to say before you leave, if you watched us on YouTube or if you're watching on YouTube after this is over, hit the like button, you know, share it. I don't know. Do those things that like, uh, you know, big brother then sends our show to more people. Um, so we, we appreciate all of that. If you're listening on the podcast, which we will put together when we're done, um, give us five stars, no fewer than that. If you want to give us fewer stars than five, do not give us any stars. Don't do that. Um, only five is allowed. If you can find a way to give us six, we appreciate that. But more important than either of those things, because I'm be honest, I don't really care if our podcast has high rankings, whatever. You know, if you guys want to watch, you'll watch, you'll, you'll hear. Uh, but more important, what we do want you to do is check out James Carlton State Farm in St. Louis. Uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash Carlton Insurance. And on the World Wide Web, as it was once called, it is www.carltoninsurance.net. They are located in St. Louis, Missouri. They can take care of you in the state of Missouri, in the state of Illinois, and they will also donate $20 to advancing Missouri athletes if you call and get a quote. Uh, one of the areas we, we, we try to we're going to try to highlight a little something different that James is doing every week. And one of the areas that uh, James has been having a big impact on family finances is with teenage drivers. Um, look, I did that twice. Um, both got in an accident at some point. It costs a little extra money. James and his team incredibly competitive with families with young drivers. Uh, they have an in-house new driver education meeting available where they'll teach your newly licensed drivers about distracted driving, drinking and driving, and all of the other things they should not do. They're your one-stop shop for all insurance needs, but specifically, if you do have a young driver, check them out, 314-961-4800. You can apply online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton State Farm. And again, mention you heard about him on powermazoo.com and he will donate $20 to Missouri's NIL collective. So uh, I don't know, Sean, always got to ask you, man, anything you just want to talk about, anything uh, going on in your life that you need to share with the YouTube audience, anything like that? No, I was just going to say, you know, first uh, month I got my license, uh, took out somebody's white fence on a snowy day. So, you know, insurance is very important for uh, teenage drivers out there because we can be reckless. I got in an accident the day I got my learner's permit, but it was not my fault. I okay. Mean, it kind of was because I hit the brakes a little hard, but I got rear-ended, so the police said it was. Oh, better. well, there you go. You got you got you got out of it then. Works. Yeah, <laughs> completely blameless. So uh, <laughs> again, appreciate you guys watching. Um, I'll be back tomorrow at two thirty with Gerard Hamilton, and we'll have uh, Ben Carlisle on talking Louisiana Tech football. We'll break down Thursday's game. Sean will be back with me next Tuesday. We'll see y'all then. See ya.